Good morning, everybody. This is Jonetta, and they did not get the memo. You know, I listen to my podcast, and I think I'm going to change the name of my podcast from they did not get the memo to, I think I said too much. (laughs) Uh, It's not funny, because, you know... In life, you realize there are people in this world that depend on the masses staying asleep. If one pops up that's awakened, they either want to put you back to sleep or eliminate you altogether. I'm not saying that's the case for me because I'm nobody. Like I keep saying, this is just my opinions. And they're like, but everybody's got one. You don't have to agree with me. Just uh, uh, I'm just, you know, in any conversation with people, that's basically what I call myself doing. Lots of conversations like the things I put on my podcast go on every day, every minute of the day between people that will never, ever uh, broadcast it like I've done on uh, Spotify. But it's already said, it's already out there, and like I always say, my disclaimer, I guess you can call it, it's just my opinion. I don't do any research, Um, I don't rehearse, and my purpose is not to um, harm anybody. Um, Sometimes I'm so pissed off from my interactions with certain things and certain situations that I have to share it with you guys. I got the most listeners that I've ever had from Saturday. I think, uh, let me see. Saturday, April the 10th. Um, when I look in the uh, analytics of, list, you know, my listenership. So I had to go back and listen to it. What did I say? Because <laughs> I keep telling you, I don't rehearse this stuff. It's like you you have a day. Something happens. You get pissed off, and you just tell people how you feel. And uh, that's what that day was. I want to get back to uh, sharing poems with you and songs and trying to uplift uh, people. Um, Anyway, I just wanted to say good morning to you guys today. I'm going to try and keep my podcast coming every day. I'm supposed to go back to work on the 26th. I don't know how I'm going to work that in, but I'll do my best. It'll either be early morning or afternoon when I do my podcast again. 
Today, I'm supposed to have a physical therapist walk with me. Um, I'm trying to, they're trying to make sure that I can keep my balance. And I, I'm like this. I might not be feeling well, but I can't afford to give in to my illnesses. Um, I guess you might say I've been fighting all my life to stay alive, being I had no parents. And I guess that's where I got the strong constitution from my grandparents. And, you know, she took care of me. My grandmother took care of me very well. She had a healing hand. Um, we had a friend, Mr. Carnes, who got ill, and he was on a colostomy. And uh, she took care of him so well that he went back to his normal way of urinating and number two. <laughs> I don't know how to say that politely. But uh, the doctors, when she came back home, the doctors went to meet her because that's unusual for a person to uh, go back to their normal way of uh going to the bathroom. But she was a good woman. She deserved better. She followed me out here. And the only person that was at her funeral was me and the pastor and the pastor's mother. She even uh, contributed to the Trenton Six. There were six black boys that was accused of killing this man. And she had seen them that day. And part of her witness statement Save them, because you know, and everybody knows, that black people are the official, uh, how do I say this nicely? When something goes wrong, it's always our fault. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. But her testimony helped save those guys from being uh, imprisoned or uh, put to death. She has helped a lot of people, a lot of people. She met this guy out here. You know, my grandfather, her husband, well, my step-grandfather, her husband, loved her and treated her like a queen. You know, uh, if mommy wasn't happy, wasn't nobody happy. So we made it our job to make sure she was happy. She kept us clean. She fed us. Oh, my God, she could cook. She had wisdom, uh, common sense, with only a sixth grade education. Nobody could tell. Actually, she was born in 1916. So I guess uh, the times dictated her education. But if anybody knew her, they were lucky to know her. Anyway, uh, I was going somewhere with this podcast, but I got off on talking about my grandmother. But anyway, today, 
I'm supposed to go on a walk with my uh, uh, physical therapist, trying to get me strong. I'm, everything I'm doing is so I can go back to work because that's my family. We laugh together, we eat together, you know, we look out for each other. That's my version of them, and I miss them so much. And, you know, even though I'm up in age where I should be just sitting down, I, I need that job so I can feel... Uh, wanted and needed, you know. That's a good thing to feel, to feel that somebody needs you, somebody wants you, and somebody values you, and vice versa, you value them. Um, anyway, listen. I'm not going to take up your time with this recording today. I'm going to wish you a, a good day. If your day start off good, let it stay good. Uh, oh, I forgot to tell you, today I'm supposed to take my shot at Stanford in Emeryville. I'm very nervous about that. Um, I don't particularly trust all things medical, because my first uh, horror story with medicine is I was driving the bus, and I was in my 20s, just graduated from college, first job after college, and I got cramps. I always had cramps, but this was unusual. It was a comp the pain was a combination of constipation and cramps. So I called it surround sound pain. I had Kaiser at that time. And I went to my doctor. And my doctor sent me to a specialist in within Kaiser. And he diagnosed me without testing me from going on what I said that I had a bowel infection. He took me off from work for two weeks and gave me antibiotics. Nobody takes all of their antibiotics. I went back to work. I hadn't taken my antibiotics, and the pain hit me while I was on the road. They took me to Santa Rosa Hospital after I drove my bus into the yard. Come to find out I was having an etopic pregnancy. That means that um, the embryo, fertilized embryo, was growing in my fallopian tube. Actually, they, you know, I said, was it a boy or girl? And they said, well, we couldn't tell. It was just a mass of cells. That's my first horror story with doctors. Then the second horror story is uh, I had went into the store, and there was a ramp, and it had been raining that day. And I had already shopped, but the rain had started coming down hard, so I decided to go back into the store 
go through the store without getting wet and exit on the other side because they had two exits and entrances. And so uh, down I went. I ended up with a pain that was like, you know, when you exercise and you have that burn, your muscle, you know, I had that all day, every day. So I went to my doctor. They sent me to a specialist, and the specialist said, well, we can fix that pain. We're going to send you to a uh, doctor that can give you a, a lumbar epidural. Um, in the middle of the procedure, I woke up while they had the needle down in my tailbone and my spine. They immediately put me back to sleep, but my question is, why didn't they give me enough anesthesia to keep me sleep through the whole thing? And here's the thing. I asked the doctor prior to the surgery, I said, I have no family and no one to go get pain medicine for me. Because they told me they were gonna, what they were going to do, what they were going to give me for pain. I said, can you give it to me prior to the surgery? That way, because you're not supposed to move for 24 hours. Um, I had the surgery. This nice lady uh, was a counselor at the Women's Drop-In Center. She wasn't supposed to, but she gave me a ride home from surgery. And the next day, the pain was, you know, the, the anesthesia was start the pain medicine they put in you was starting to wear off. And so I got up and got dressed and went to Walgreens and got my pain medicine. Mind you, I wasn't supposed to move for 24 hours. I was denied that 24 hours because the doctor didn't listen to me or didn't take me seriously. Because for some reason, medical professional people think that everybody's got somebody. Well, here I am to tell you, I'm one of those ones who don't. The only person that I have in my corner is my God. And for some reason, he makes a way for me out of no way. Um, but getting back to that, I had to move before the 24-hour period. That is the second horror story. And I can go on to tell you about uh, being in the hospital with sciatic nerve pain. Those of us that have had sciatic nerve uh, flare-up knows that there isn't anything out there that will stop the pain. Gamma-pantin, uh, ibuprofen, none of that stuff works. Luckily for me, I went to the emergency room. They said, uh, the doctor said, I've had uh, uh, sciatic nerve flare-up, so he could relate. What do you want me to give you? I said, just knock me out because there was no way, nothing will stop nerve pain. So uh, he did that, and they put me in a, a room overnight. Now, people who have visitors are supposed to go to, you know, are supposed to go home after a certain time. 
there was a lady in the room, and this woman had the audacity to come over to me and ask me, could I please be quiet? And I'm going, ugh, 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 because the pain was nonstop. And every time they'd make a loud noise, I'd wake up out of the coma they tried to put me in. Just a lightweight sleeping. Uh, I think they gave me morphine or something. Anyway, uh, every time they would make a loud noise, I'd wake up. The pain would hit me, and I'd start moaning. Uh, uh. So finally, I asked the nurse, could you move me to another room? They moved me to another room. The next day, a surgeon comes in, and I believe in teamwork, the medical professional and the patient um, should work together. But his ego was so big, it's a wonder he could get in the door <laughs> with, a, with his head that big or keep his balance. I don't have to do anything. He actually got pissed off at me because I suggested that I tell him what I was going through. I'm the surgeon. I don't have to do that. And another doctor was in there. He says, you know, you kind of pissed him off. I said, but that wasn't my intention. You know, my intention was that we work together. I tell him things. He, well, anyway, it was all bad. They put me out the hospital the next day. I, mind you, I drove myself because... If I can crawl on my hands and knees, I'll find a way to get there without calling 911. And it's possible I might be cheap, too. But it's 2000 it was $2,000 a ride at that time. So uh, they put me out of the hospital the next day. The morphine's still in my system. And I drove myself home. Mind you, when I got ready to get dressed, I bought a $20 shirt, T-shirt, from Russian River called Pliny the Elder. And those of you that know about Russian River knows about what that is. Um, and it, on the back of the shirt, it says Pliny for President. They lost my shirt. I said, you know, I know I came in here with one. <laughs> I know I came in here with a shirt. So I ended up going home with some somebody's shirt. I threw that thing in the garbage. It was just awesome. It was just ratty. So that's three examples of why I fear, um, you know, medical, uh, this vaccination thing. My question is, they couldn't come up with a cure for AIDS, but, and they're not coming up with a preventive. I think these vaccinations, if I read the information correctly, they're not even prophylactics in terms of a vaccination. They are, I guess, to, to knock down the severity of the symptoms if you do get COVID. They're not even a prophylactic. So I'm supposed to get mine today. Please pray for me and wish me luck that uh, there's no really bad adverse effects. Because I'm going to tell you, I haven't had a cold in years. But I know how to take care of myself. 
and I know how to, what to eat to keep from having a cold or a flu. Uh, I just, I'm going to take it and hopefully I'll live through it. Okay, you guys, have a good day. God bless you. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Continue to do the best with your social distancing. Wear your mask, wash your hands often. We're almost out of this. Not yet, but we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. All right. Have a good day. Bye.